Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back, humans of planet Earth. I can't stress this enough to you people coming back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for tuning back in and checking out them episodes. Voice down listeners, I am your dopeness and I'll be your curator, your guide, your conductor for the next 60 minutes on the Dope Not Hype Show. We're old to say, if you're looking for the top 40, you know where to go. If you're looking for some unheard sounds, you know where you're at. At the Dope Not Hype Show, we really try to just expose you to dope-ass shit. You know, that's what we're all about. Dopeness and not the hypeness. Description will be your friend. You can find it and everything you need to find out about the artists or the songs I've played on the episode down in the description. This episode 18 also features our second talk segment for the year. A good friend of mine, Kobe, who I'm also part of his podcast and... You can catch me on a couple episodes, but I'm also helping him getting off the ground and get it going as well. So you can catch us on that. Episode 18 brings a lot, a lot of very cultural rhythm, I should say. Because, you know, drums sound different from different cultures and how different cultures bang their rhythm. So it's very experimental. I hope y'all dig it. Really, really, really do. But we're really pushing the buttons with this one. Big, big shout out to the artists featured on here, man. Can't stress this enough. Thank y'all for creating. Thank y'all for sharing. And even the artists, though, on the past episode. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. And shout out to you, the listener, for making it on this episode as well. I won't take your time anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start jumping into the 10 Sons of Dopeness.
truly a mashup between uh, uh, from the track called The Modern Way by Kassam from Paris. And we matched that up with actually Norma Lizzo, which is a track from South Africa by Letambulu, which is uh, actually a very old track, but damn, Letambulu is a great, great singer. She's a great singer from South Africa. And coming up here next, coming from Switzerland, released back in 2017, is All About House, comes from Sebastian Conrad. when I first heard electronic music. I knew back then this illegal computer sound was gonna be my call. My heart got hooked on 4x4 beats when House took this journey with Jack, Chicago, and Acid House. Next coming your way is, man, this a blink of an eye come from Satoru Mizuka from the Netherlands who released this back in 2013. Man, the vocals on this really got me going. So I hope it gets y'all going on here. Let's keep it rolling.
y'all finishing off in the background is Native Rhythm by C.O.A.O. Released back in 2015 and I believe this one was released under the Tony Tonics record label. Next incoming track is quite a fun track. Took this out of Label Mates Volume 3. If you get a chance, check out the whole entire EP. It's a mix that Label Mates did with a bunch of their in-house artists that they gave them access to, like everything they have rights to. So it's like over 200 different sounds, beats, songs. But next incoming track is Baliando from Dinos Downward, and he's part of Label Mates as well. So Label Mates Volume 3 is an EP, really cool EP, and also Label Mates is a label as well. So I hope y'all enjoy this coming your way. Baliando by Daniel Steinberg. It became the basis of the kind of sound that I want to have. Because I have a jazz, I have a classical background, jazz background, funk background. I do all of these different things, and I think the hybrid and the mix of these languages uh, is what my brand of, of uh, dance music or R&B or whatever you want to call it was at the time that it came out. I had already been Next incoming track, man, it's just a crowd pleaser, it's a people pleaser, play at festivals, private parties, house parties, like, house hits go nuts on this. Next incoming track is released back in 2015 by Loka, and the name of the track is Indelomi. We kind of let it bang with Daniel Steinberg's track, because we just, they just figured out, and you know, sometimes when you're playing around, you just figure out things, so bear with us, we're going to get into the song, but it's a quick little mashup.
Disco Machine, yo, that track is so cool, we so funky, it just gets my body hyping and my feet were actually tapping, shit is wild. Next incoming track, originally done by Pizzetta, name of the track is Remedios, but what you about to hear is a Ramon Tapia and Stavros remix, Stavros is another sick ass producer DJ out of Germany and man, if y'all don't know him, I know a lot of y'all know him, or a lot of people in my circle know him, but if y'all don't know Starbros, go ahead and check out his stuff. It's stuff banging. Anyways, we're gonna keep the music rolling as always. Let's go.
track finishing off in the background comes from Jesse Rose and Avon Stringer. The name of the track is Pressure. Dope ass track and actually come out of Los Angeles. That was released back in 2017. Next incoming track, shit's about to get dramatic into some salsa flow. So if you got some room and you got somebody there that knows how to salsa, you could try to learn how to salsa and how to groove. I even desire to dance right now, but this stuff is about to get you off your feet. But before it even gets you off your feet, it's about to set an extremely, extremely dramatic tone. But that's what we like. Next incoming track comes from Hector Lover. Name of the track is Agua Nila. But this is actually the Jose Moquez remix. Shit is about to get dramatic. Now we're about to get groovy. Good lord, we're so ready. Right, let's keep it going.
Unfortunately, we are coming down to a conclusion of the 10 Sons of Dopeness. Description will be your best friend. You can go ahead and find all the sounds that were played. You can find the artists too as well. So go ahead, track them, do a deep dive because everybody's packing. Everybody got a bag of sounds that you might even discover even more sounds that you didn't know were existing. But now you know, thanks to us, because that's what we're trying to do. Big, big shout out to all the artists featured on this episode, man. Keep doing it, keep stacking, keep sharing. We're here, we're gonna keep supporting, support, support, because that's what we're all about. For the mini mixes that are all gonna be releasing in between our 10 Signs of Dopeness episodes, those are gonna be more strictly hip hop and house. Just like my discipline and a few other guys and hair's disciplines of just what we kind of mainly play at parties and events and such. So just kind of showcase something, I guess, in a sense of direction for y'all so we're not just always throwing you all over. You kind of know what to expect from something we put out, at least. And as I mentioned before, we do have a talk segment coming your way with Kobe of Just Rewind, which is also one of the podcasts that I'm part of, and we will go a little bit more into that in the talk segment. Uh, for the talk segment, we're only going to be playing about 25 minutes of the initial talk. To catch the full one hour, 10 minutes of the talk, you can go ahead, 
play the next episode, episode 18, part 2. It's just going to be the talk segment between me and Kobe. And you can listen to the whole full talk. We just couldn't pack the whole entire conversation into this one episode because we're already well over our usual time because we try to keep things between our 30 minutes to one hour window. But you ain't no police. You ain't going to arrest us on this. But hope y'all can keep up, keep up. Anyways, humans of planet Earth, thank y'all for tuning in. I hope we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Come back, come back, show that love, show that love. And I love y'all for coming through. I love y'all for tuning in. I love y'all for sharing. And I love y'all for reaching out. Big, big shout out to the Minnesota dance community. I see y'all, I see y'all. Y'all putting in work, putting in work. See some of y'all also in Europe. Y'all know who you is. All right. Thank y'all. We're going to be jumping into the talk segment now with Kobe of Just Rewind and I'll catch y'all next month on the 10 Sons of Dopeness I think this is like the fourth talk segment we got going on over here we did a little bit of an introduction on a previous episode mm-hmm. uh, Just Rewind I didn't drop the dates but I did tell you guys about it so you got some things coming your way but I do have Kobe here, who's going to do a quick introduction one more time. Let the people know what's up. What up, people? Uh, my name is Kobe Taylor. I am a creator, and I'm creating a podcast called Just Rewind, a podcast for creators, for people who like creators, for people who want to maybe dabble into something, learn something new about society or just about the culture. And I just give context to stuff like that and um, kind of tap into, like, mental and why why or why we do think do the things we do um if that's you know you know working out um creating a business um making music i kind of want to know why you do that that's what's up because also uh, also ties into how i came across with dope not hype it's just more of a bizarre all good stuff that people should hear and there's always something you can build up on after like that's dope and for y'all listening in, you can also catch me with Kobe Hill and Just Rewind on a few other episodes that will be getting dropped later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you come up with the concept of it? Um, I've been um, dabbling with this for a while, and it kind of hit ahead during COVID. I, uh, you know, when um, everything got shut down and you couldn't really be around people, um, I kind of really, it kind of hit me where I, at that point where I, I miss just talking to people and kind of getting to know um, who they are, and like you know, getting to know new people. You know, I, I didn't I didn't go out much, and so yeah, and so actually we had just remind kind of we've been working. I was kind of working on it for a while, um, and it was just like something that I really wanted to do. And then when COVID hit, it kind of just amped it up more for me. And then I started looking to well, what would it take to, you know, start a podcast? You know, you got to get mics. You know, you got to get, you know, you got to learn a lot. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of dabbled with it, and I've been kind of just holding on to some episodes and making sure it sounds right because I know anybody who does art, you know, you, you're kind of like <laughs> – you're kind of nervous of anything out, even if it's right. just you talking. So. <laughs> hey, man, we all want to be accepted, but sometimes it's just like, damn, putting in this work and trying to put yourself out there. Right. And so I just, you know, I just want to talk to people, and I'm lucky enough to live in an artist loft, and there's a lot of artists here, so 
And you know, a lot of people who are also in the arts and business and just a whole good network of a community, you know. So, yeah, how you're trying to figure out how to bring them together, I think that's cool. And that's where we kind of need to be and just kind of share information and grow. Yeah, I think, um, and it's probably like this everywhere, but I feel like Minneapolis, um, we're very um, clicky, is that the word? We're very, you know, you stay in your your sphere of things. And I feel when it comes to art that might, you know, hurt us because you're not you're not getting around people who don't think like you. No. And so you're not able to make anything um that might, you know, change your life, I guess, right. or change someone else's life. And Even so brainstorming and just getting new perspective on things or just, you know Right. The stuff that comes from when you're networking and just exactly. sharing. And there's not many I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I don't know of many networking um events. And so I thought just Big Blind could be a good way to, like, you might meet a rapper and, um, you know, you're someone who does film cinematography. You've always wanted to do, you know, a music video. You can tap in with that rapper some kind of way through that show. Um, Because I feel like, yeah, I just think, like, there's, like, a lot of lost talent in Minneapolis and the world as a whole if you don't get to, you know, if you're not in a certain room with somebody. Yeah. And also with that, because I've also kind of been realizing a few people, pretty good artists, who end up just staying in the same place but getting discouraged because you're not being valued as what you really, what your real value is. Like if you were to move to another state and go put on a show there, like you might get a thousand people loving you back versus to where you come from. Bro, I've seen so many, you know, I I watch, I watch y'all, you know, I watch these artists out here. And I see so many artists say that um, they don't, you know, it, and I think it's because what you're saying, they, they're stuck in this this one part of, like, I don't know, Minneapolis or whatever, right. and so they're not able to get their music out there like they want. Well, yeah, because you haven't went out and networked anybody. Exactly. Anybody. You, I mean, you might have tried. I don't know if it's easy to network in Minneapolis. Right. No, it's tough. It's tough. As you said, like, it's very clicky, and it's, I mean, we're a big city, but it's still a very limited city if you're going to try to compare the arts and stuff. Like, for example, down in Chicago, you can find a much more larger community of people just, just want to share and collaborate and grow and, you know. Which I, is, you know, I think the size of the city, you, if you, I think, and I, I'm not talking about nobody specifically, but I think when you start We don't shade. Nah, nah, I'm <laughs> just saying, like, I think there's people here who get caught up in the local um, celebrity. Yeah, uh, I do. And, like, I feel like there's a lot of Minnesota pride where I'm like, yo, you're Minnesota, re- you're Minnesota rich, but you're California broke, if that makes any sense, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I'm always worried about that, too. I'm always worried about taking on the shit. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people out here have that mindset, and it's like, you are? No, I'm not saying you're not the yeah. shit, but, like, you have to market yourself to different people too. Exactly. Like you, you get caught in the people who love, who like you know what I mean? I think you get caught in your like in your in your routine yeah. and you make the same type of music, the same type of art and you're like, the same people showing up to the same exactly. show every day. <laughs> and you're like, Why well, why am I not bigger? And I'm like, I, I see a lot of artists out here in Minneapolis, particularly I'm not saying anybody's name, but uh, you should be bigger than what you are, but you're caught in your cycle of people. No yeah. one's telling you no. And so I feel if you get on my show, you might meet some people who not only will elevate you, but will tell you, like, hey, dog, that's kind of corny. Or, like, oh, you know, check in, you okay? That's big, because right. that's real talk. That's real talk. Real people will let you know when something isn't right. 
I feel not a lot of people are real. Like, I don't, that's not true. I feel a lot of people are trying to be real, um, but they don't know that sometimes not telling people the truth can hinder them. Yeah. And I feel we get a lot of, I, I might be talking a little reckless, but I feel like a lot of advocates in Minneapolis. So, like, he, you're coming from the outside, and I've been here my, I grew up here, and I'm, I'm always, like, looking at, like, my brother did music here, and um, he worked hard, you know what I mean? And I think at the time, he was older, he's way older than me, so I think at that time, it was just a lot harder to put your music out there like that. But Yeah, um, no, definitely, definitely. Like, the game has changed a lot now right. for, that's why I feel like with enough drive and enough ambition and knowledge, you could... Put yourself out there with need, without needing a record label, honestly, where we are now. Yeah, and I think, I didn't think you need to know, you need someone in your ear, or not someone, you need a, m- a bunch of people. You're like, hey, bro, maybe you should think about this. But yeah. at the same time, not everybody has their best interest for you. That's true. So, right, so, so like, I guess that's why we have things like Just Rewind and Dope Not Hype, because mm-hmm. we're trying to, bring, trying to bring the right people that are sharing. Right. I'm trying to bring you the, I'm trying to bring people the, the right people who to look out for and also connecting with other people. Like I don't I'm not saying no you know what I mean I'm I'm open I'm all open arms. Like I'm I wanna work with anybody. I don't wanna talk with anybody. Um, but if you come on my show I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna I may not ask you any questions personally, but I'm gonna say like, you know, that one what do you think about that one you know what I mean? Like what do you think about that one song you made? Like, what, oh, this song I, right <laughs> here, like what do you think about that? Like why'd you make this song? I mean, never. I never tell you the whack. I'm like, why did you make that? Yeah, you know I'm just mean? curious as to why you used it as yeah. an artist, from one artist to another artist. You know? Right. And um, that's even like it's not to put you down or put you in your place or tell you. I just want to know where your mindset was with that. And so, but the biggest thing is, yeah, creating a more of a community. I feel like when things went down in 2020 in Minneapolis, there was a community um, type of feeling here. But, you know, things kind of went back to normal. And um, I don't know. I feel like if we can get that back again, I think there'd be a lot more. I mean, there's some great artists mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. But I guess also with that point being made, I have noticed that, like, the art scene was really hit hard, like, just mm-hmm. in the world, worldwide, speaking in general, through the pandemic. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, some communities have been destroyed. By, yeah, it's very weird how Minneapolis got hit, I have to say. Like, how long... You, so you've been here probably, you moved in this building like 2018, right? Yeah. So you've seen kind of like what Minneapolis was before like the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. There were shows all the time. There was, you know, artists dropping music all the time. There's videos. And, you know, a lot of that stuff got hit in 2020. A lot of people got called out for, you know, whatever they were doing. Right. Not going to get into that too much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> maybe that slowed some people down. But... Um, I'm just kind of surprised how I haven't came back, and I get you know that what you're saying, like everyone in in the artist realm, at least here in Minneapolis, they got hit. You know, a lot of them are out there protesting too. A lot of them, you know, what I'm saying they can't really be out there like they used to. So, um, but yeah, I just I'm always like, man, there ain't nothing like this summer. Nothing really happened. Uh, yeah, you really gotta look. For shit, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, this is happening there because I just found out about mm-hmm. it because of good marketing. You, you really have to look. For stuff. You had to look for stuff. You had to see what was going on. And I remember, like, man, I used to get hit every week with an event of some show or some. Sometimes you're not even looking for anything mm-hmm. to do. It just falls on your lap, you mm-hmm. know. Right, mm-hmm. and um, I, I can say I can say like things are going getting back to normal, 
Like I can see people having shows again and stuff like that. Um, but but we gotta ramp it up more in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of untapped talent here. Yeah. I was at a show this week and actually on Friday and like I mean the people performing there, all the rappers were pretty damn good, but like the place I mean they probably had only about like forty people in there, but I was just like for how much talent y'all got, you guys need to be filling up a little bit more. Also, like, I'm not sure who your friends are, but you need to get them to show up and support more. But it got me thinking of just, there was a lack of organization in the establishment. Mm-hmm. It still seemed with just how everything was going. I mean, they still did a good job. Like, if any of you guys are listening, I'm not taking this away from y'all, no but hate, no there was definitely more that could have been done to showcase all the good talent there. But I also feel like it comes back to, what you just said, like, you know, this networking stuff just died down the last two years, and now people are trying to get back and get people to show up and show some support. I mean, and there's a lot of people out here who just aren't fucking with shit mm-hmm. because it's, it's COVID. COVID's still around. And so they're like, man, I ain't doing none of that. But, um, yeah, bro, honestly, I started this just for that <laughs> that alone. I just wanted to talk to people and um, meet new people and showcase them. Talk about you know how important their art is because I think all art is important. Um, I grew up you know writing, reading, drawing, painting, doing music, and um, so in sports and you know and learning about you know different entrepreneurships just from my dad and the people I was around. So I feel like all of that should be showcased. I feel like I got friends who are financial advisors, well, like. How did you get into that? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, because there's somebody else who's questioning on how they can get into it or there's something they can build up on. So, you know, you can make the world a better place with just conversation, man. Right. And so this isn't just my show isn't just about like artists. That's the main point. But I want people to like let's say you're an artist and you don't know how to start an LLC. You can speak with a lawyer. Um or you have a lawyer to speak I can speak with a lawyer, sorry. And they can kinda of, like tell you like things you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Start your LLC or like how to go about they, it, right? Things they might have seen. Um, I have a friend who's a real estate agent. Um, I like to ask her, like, you know, someone who's an artist and make a lot of money. What are some tips you would get? You would give someone trying to get a home, right. because you know, or like, okay, someone who's a financial, like, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, who's on, who created a business? Like, how did you create your business? Like trading mm-hmm. stocks. Why do you trade stocks? Like, just I mean, stuff like that. Should, yeah. For you as an artist, why should you try to divert some of your money into some exactly. investments? You know, some different things to think about. And <laughs> so, um, and I get a lot of of this ideas to, like, of the podcasts I watch. Me and I wrote the game, Big Facts. Um, um, Earn Your Leisure. Um, so, you know, these are all podcasts who've kind of gave me these ideas of, like, like, Million Dollar of the Game, they do, like, a business spotlight. And they speak to people I've never even heard of who have like, like a healthcare business and how you get into that, or like they have like a like like a, a day trading business. How you like so it's like that, you know, made me think like, well, how do we dive more into that? Because if you're an artist, you may not be making a lot of money, but you could be do day trading. Yeah, you might exactly, be into day yeah. trading more. So. Yeah. Or how? Yeah. Or how do you multiply some of the stuff you got in some from your gigs and right. if you can get got some extra funds? Or even know. if you can peep a bad deal because you talked, you saw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you keep you, the episode from a lawyer. Like you go, well, that's not a good deal for me. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm honestly, I'm just trying to network and get to know people um, because my biggest thing is team, is having a team and being a teammate and 
being in the community. So I've always had that in my brain, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't have friends. I have, like, my boy starts, I have family. So everybody I'm with, I'm always trying to be like, here's an idea, or like, you want to do this with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you can implement to a higher scale, because I feel like, you know, not everybody can be your, can be your friend, I get that. Yeah. But, like, you can, you can also look at somebody, like, they're still my community. Like, they're still part of my oh, community. Oh, exactly, exactly. And, like, you're part of the world. Like So this isn't just an exclusive, like, Minneapolis podcast. Like, I want to talk to anybody and everybody. I got friends everywhere, so. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like as a human race, we all are one. We just don't think about it all the time. Yeah, and we need to be sharing in order to grow. I mean, it's the only way to make your industry grow, your community grow, your audience grow. You know, you need to share and connect. It's so interesting. We live, like, as a human, your natural instinct is to think about you and your immediate surroundings. And we don't live in a world, like, your money doesn't work like that. <laughs> we live in a, in a world economic system. Yeah, where everything is kind of like this one huge circle and right. just hitting each other. Like, um, global warming isn't just our thing here. It's everywhere. Everybody say, yeah. You know what I mean? If it's bad here, it's bad there. So I think, I'm not saying, like, I had this deep thought one day. I'm like a podcast about how we're all connected, but I just feel like we are, though. Like, I've always had that thought. Yeah, we are. And you still need to find that fine line on things and still highlight it on things. But I also think, like, yeah, there has been a little disconnect with us because they also... Seems like as much as, for example, now we have social media to bring us connected, but at the same time, we've been even more disconnected. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, the alternate realities, I mean, even just like how misinformation, I mean, we talked about this last time, but just how misinformation can be traveled so quick, I you know. But we live in a world where we're so advanced that we can get information overnight, but we still can't get the right information. Can't get the right information. You can't get the, the true facts. Mm-hmm. It is it's so crazy to me, and um, and that's just because we're all afraid of being wrong, which is weird. I don't well, know. Admitting we're wrong after you find out you were wrong, you know. That's so crazy. And it, it, I I get like I've I've been I've been, I am that person. I have a hard time admitting when I'm wrong, but and it sucks because I feel like that's why bad people. That's why good people still keep on doing bad things because, like, you ended up choosing the wrong side of the team and you know it's the bad side of the team, but now your ego... You're dying about the sword. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm here anyways. I'm not changing my mind. I still... I'm going to say it's right until it's right, you know, even though something was wrong. And I have a... That's what, there's a few that I was telling somebody. I have, I have, there's two things that I don't... I can't... Um, what are, if someone Kobe could have said this, but I don't. I don't see out of people. I don't understand people who a can't admit when they're wrong and don't work hard. When you don't work, if you're lazy, you don't put in work. I just don't understand that. And I'm yeah. not saying like you have to. I'm not saying at work or your dream. I'm saying like you don't get up and get after something that day. Yeah, you don't get time. to do what you need to do to take care of yourself, man. Like yeah, yeah, like. You're letting people down. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what I think. Like, if I'm not working hard, and I'm not saying I'm going 100%, like, I'm on my podcast or, like, my dreams or, like, working, but, like, I try to get something done each day, and I'm always, like, thrown off by, like, people who don't do that. Right. And, and then they don't admit that they, that, like... So would you say you find yourself every day you're trying to at least gain something that will make you grow and change and elevate? 
to yeah. where you want to be. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Good. I, I'm always um, either trying to learn something new or trying to better my health or trying to learn something new to better a friend. And honestly, I think what's, what's the point of life if it's not that, to just grow and mm-hmm. learn and experience as much as you can, you know? <laughs> and that's why I feel like podcasts, like, you know, they're kind of bro-y. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I, I definitely, like, feel sometimes they're kind of bro-ish, like, oh, it's in a podcast, but... Um, <laughs> Hell, man, I think that might be, like, a little imposter syndrome yeah. taking in right there. I'm just, but. I'm just, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of people who want to do podcasts, yeah, but, like... But I guess everybody's doing podcasting right. now, you know? So Everybody like, oh, podcasts, but I, <laughs> I honestly went into it, and I was thinking, like, what do, why am I wanting to do it? Why do I want to do a podcast? And I was like, well, I want to learn. Cause I need, I want to grow, and so I think um, we've reached up our radio talking so much that we're like, you know what? We're gonna do our own little radios podcasting. <laughs> right, right. And I feel like the only way you can grow is you learn from other people's stories too. Like, you know oh, I mean? yeah, really. I mean, that's why they say. I mean, reason why they say reading is important because you grow from reading. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> get perspective, yeah, get ideas, you might find moods. Yeah, and I think reading or having a conversation is the best way to learn something, um, and trying and doing it, and so it's everything is inclusive. And so yeah, I do wake up every day wanting to be better Good. because I don't know any other way. Right, you know what I mean. Um, Does also feel like after a certain point of your sports and your schooling and your high schooling and your college, like you need to create your own wins and you need to mm-hmm. find out what. What that is. Yeah, what your next step is in life right. or where you want to be, whether it's stacking millions, whether it's traveling, whether it's staying at home, whatever, or whether it's learning a new a new craft or a new skill, you know. Yeah, whether or it could be just, you know, you're just, I mean, I think also if you're happy, that's also. That's a big part. A big part of it. Like, I have my big brother, um, he's been making music his entire life, and you can't tell him nothing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And that's dope. Like I don't, I don't care, man. Like I might tell him, like you know, I may not like a song. I'm just honest, but that's who I am. But the fact that he keeps, he gets up every day and grinds at that, and like you know, on top of working and stuff like that, that you know, that's dope. And so I look at that as like a million examples of like things, right? And I'm like, there's also people out here who don't do anything. And it's like, oh, but. And I'm like, how do you, how do you, how do you function? Like you got right? up and did nothing, like, and you complained about your life. Right. And on top of it, like, so. But then it's funny when you hear people complaining. They're saying everything they need to do. So I'm just like, well, it sounds like you have the answers. You're literally saying the answers of everything you need to do right, right. now. You know, but you don't want to put it at work. And it's the difference between I'm talking it through with myself and. I'm talking about it, but then I wake up the next day and don't do anything. Yeah. It, and so, and there's a lot of people, like, like that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not, it could be even, like, for me, it's not even, like, having a job. It's not even that. It's, like, you're comfortable with being where you're at. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that scares me. Like, I, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm not shitting on anybody. Just, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, I feel as a human, you can strive for something else. Like you can work your job, and you can try to read a book. Mm-hmm. 
like Joe Rogan, I don't like him, but he said he was talking to somebody. I don't know who she was, but he was like, "Did do they like there's someone who like they're disabled or something like that?" And he was like, "Do they exercise?" And she was like, "No, they can't." He's like, "Yeah, you can." And he's right. I mean, to to, to a point, <laughs> like so. Don't I need to correct myself to a point? Like if you're if you can't move, that's different. But like what I'm saying is, what he was trying to say is, you can try every day at something. Yeah. That's what I got from that. <laughs> so. Oh, but I guess better put is you can do er- you can do anything, but not everything. Facts. Just go do your shit. Facts. <laughs> you know. So that's I mean that's what I kind of approach by podcast approach. You know, I I went to school for film, and I've kind of been mad at myself for a long time. And maybe that's another reason why I started my podcast. Um, I wasn't I was in a writer's re- the point where I don't write film. I had made a film. A few years ago, did not like it, <laughs> and so it threw me off. And so I was like, "Well, you can't keep calling yourself a creator if you're not creating." Yeah. And so I was like, "Well, how about a podcast?" Mm-hmm. That also, you know what and I mean. What happened with what happened with film? Because I mean, you've been pretty driven with it. You speak a lot with it. Um, I shouldn't say I don't like it. Um, that's not the right word. Um, nothing happened with. I miss not. It's not my, it's not, I don't know, it's not a love. It's not on my radar right now. I want to be, um, I feel like film is, is, um, is fun, but I feel like if I need to do a film the next time, I need everything in place. And that's, you know, having a schedule, you know what I mean? Having a call time. Like, we shot that last film, and it drove me nuts because we did, it was kind of like all on the fly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Running around. Yeah. Just, it threw me See, off. See, yeah, that's a bad experience because actually speaking, like, no, it should not be like that. You should be on schedule. You should be on yeah. times when it comes to film and anything and creative, you know. <laughs> this isn't against anybody on my team. I'm not talking bad. It was just, that was, a, that was, a, um, that was how it was going to be. Like, it was a film that we didn't really write a script to. It was like we wrote, like, an outline to it, and the, the actors had to improv. And it just wasn't it wasn't tight, and so that kind of like made me be like, okay, well, if I do a film, it's gonna have to be on me, and I have to make sure everything's right. And I just haven't had the writer's mind right now for that, but <laughs> it'll come back. Um, yeah. it always does. Yeah, you gotta find your seasons, and you gotta go with the flow. Cause sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just get enforced, especially when it comes with creativity. I think I'm stuck on the dumb notion of everything that I want to do has been done. And that doesn't matter. You just, you just no, go you out can there still and do it, and you can still come back and do it even better. Right. Like, I, I was listening to when we did our show with Josh, and they came that movie Mother's Day. And I'm just like, you know, I've never heard that story, but I've heard that story. And so the fact that he. Wait, wait, wait. What was Mother's Day is about again? Remember, he was talking about it was about like a, a middle aged woman who's going to, who's working at a stunt school. Who's trying to find buried treasure under that stunt school? Okay, yep, yep, yep. And I was like, that sounds like a like a Disney movie, but I'm not in that. I don't mean it like that. I should be drinking these beers, but what I'm saying is, I'll keep it real. This is a dope man hot show. Yo, we all love it, here. It's all love. It, that's my brother, man. It's no offense to him, but um, I have not read the script. You know what I mean? So I don't know what it, what, what the what the vibe is, and 
And this reminds me of you can you can you can make whatever. Like just make what you want to make. You know what I mean? Because it's you making it. You know what I mean? It's not Disney making it. So his movie may be different from what you know what I mean. And I get stuck in what's well, the same theme we've always seen before. Well, who gives a fuck? Just do your art and whatever. So, um, but I've always been big on making something no one's seen before. But that's gonna be hard to do because everything's been kind of shot. So that's my little writer's rut. Uh, complaint, but I'll get out of it. <laughs> How long did it take you guys to shoot Mother's Day? So, my film? Uh-huh. My film was called Electric Addiction, um, and it took us... See, that's the issue. So, the plan was to shoot it in a month, which I knew from, from what he what we were talking about, that wasn't going to work, <laughs> because it was an improv film, and we were like, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, the, th- the reason why I didn't like that film, it wasn't, um, we didn't wrap it up the way we should have. And so we had a tight shooting shooting schedule, and we weren't on schedule, if that makes sense. And so um, it took us from about May to, I think, early end of Ju- or beginning of July. So he wanted to shoot it all through May and be done in June, and that didn't pan out. So he ended up shooting into June, too. So it took us two months to shoot it. But it was like a year of prepping for it, you know what I mean? Like, it was a really cool idea. It was a film that we kind of had the soundtrack before we had anything written down. So you had to create artists or create, sorry, create characters from music that might be listened to and create a story from their music. So that's how we kind of did it. It was really weird. It was really cool. I would, I would never take that away, like, at that whole experience. But it wasn't... With that and with improv, and with way with made it, it, it led down to a very unconventional, unorganized way to do stuff. But it taught me a lot about um, people say if you want something, go ask for it. It's true. Yeah. Like we used when asked, like, um, shout out Lisa Moy. Um, she was a DJ for um, Go Radio at that time. And we just asked her to be in our film, and she said, yeah, and then helped us. So um, that taught me, like, and that kind of gave me confidence for, for this podcast. Where I'm, I, as growing up as a kid, I had, I had, I had a hard time talking to people. I had to talk too fast. Mm. And so when I got older, it kind of stuck with me. Like, I'd be afraid to, like, never afraid to talk to people, but, like, for something like that, like, I want you in my film – a little nerve-wracking, because yeah. I don't know her like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was always afraid to say something stupid, I guess, but, you know, going talking to her and, like, getting that going and even, like, talking to people and getting, getting like, the locations we got gave me so much confidence to even, to even like, talk to anybody. So um, it, it, was, it was a fun time, and um, we put, it's on Amazon. You can check it out. But I just, I... What's the name of it one more time? Electric Addiction. Electric addiction, like ever, like EVA, like electric, like you know, like yeah, like electric addiction. Okay. Ah, is that the poster you got? Yeah, it's poster? In a poster in my okay. In my all right, all right, okay. Um, and I'll post that link down there it was for y'all. So you know, that's what we do. Description will be your best friend. You'll find it and everything we're dropping on here. All the links. So thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, if y'all want to check it out, definitely go down in the description. You can find it. I appreciate it. Um, shout out Alan, um, the director, my um, my partner, and Jane. Um. We yeah, it was a lot of work, and I don't think we're playing. I'm, I'm just gonna, it's just it's Nick, it's Nick picking, 
like the fact we pulled it off, it was, it was great. And the actors, I can't even name you all, but thank you so much because you guys did like it was improv, so it was mostly on them. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Like they weren't reading lines; like they had to make that happen. And so, only thing, I'm, only thing, I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody in general. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just there was a few scenes that would have wrapped it up more. We just didn't have enough time to do it. No. And that's the only complaint I really have about the film. It's like there's a few things we could have did to kind of like shape it more. Mm. But that's all I can say about that. Because we had no budget, and these amazing actors were on their own time. You know what I mean? So I appreciate everything about that experience. There we go. And I guess like also the bigger picture of it as well. I guess you you remember the experience. I remember the lessons you've gotten from it. And then you just, I guess on the next box, you try to do things differently on what you mm-hmm. want to go, right? Like when it comes to time and organizations. And Unfortunately, yeah. you might need to be boring and be strict on times. You know, it's like, hey, 11 p.m., 11 p.m., everybody right. show up. And that could have been just, that, that could have been my job. You know what I mean, I look at that and I'm like, what could I have done better? Cause I'm not, who are you to point at somebody? Like, I'm, I, ne- I never thought that. Can we get that clear? I never was like, you were wrong. I just was like, oh, man, like, that didn't work out well. It was very unorganized. I could have stepped up for the plate and made sure that it organized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, get it. There you go. Message. Yeah. I never, never thought anything negative about anybody else. It was mostly like, man, you could have did that better. And I, I look at anything I do like that. You know what I mean? Like, any, any win, I'll look at what I could do better. Any L, you know, it's just a lesson. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. And just to put it out there, it was great, so. Really cool. So, sorry. Is this a commercial break, y'all? Commercial so, this break. show is brought to you by Telfer and Chico Hot Stales <laughs> and Voodoo Ranger, <laughs> keeping us strong and live through this show. <laughs> Just rewind and dope not hide. Coming to you directly. We, we, we gotta we gotta get some merch and like put, <laughs> put that on a shirt or something like that. Back and um, shout out to Star Life um, for the merch we have kind of in front of us. That's my boy. Um, if, like I kind of want to dive into that. Like we, uh, I podcast with him. And um, what was the topic about? So uh, Star, uh, a good friend of mine, from the Bay, and the topic. I guess the theme. I wouldn't want to say the topic. The topic. You know, he's a, he grows. Um, but the theme was redemption. He was, it was a lot of that where he was talking about, you know, I got to here and then this will happen. And I got to here and this will happen. And so um, just to highlight again why I started a podcast. And I, I like those stories. I need themes. I like themes. Um, and he was talking about how like things will fall apart and it just led to another blessing. And so uh-huh. that's another thing about being an artist. Like, you're going to take an L. You're going to get your heart broken. You're going to take a lot of L's. And that's why I feel like a lot, of, a lot of centered artists know how to take criticism, whether it's in the craft or whether it's, like, trying to holler at somebody. You know, shit just right. happens. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I think that's a good one, too. That's a good example. The dating world will humble you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you think you're the shit. You'll meet a girl who is... Everything you want, and she don't want to fuck with you, or she'll fuck with you but use you, like shit like that. <laughs> so, uh, it might destroy your ego. Doesn't mean you're. Uh, it doesn't mean you're ugly. It just means yeah, you're just no. unwanted by that individual. Yeah, you know, it's that, and that that w- that teaches you a lot about the world. Like you know, and not everything looks good. It's good for you. 
Cool. <laughs> and, and then for you guys to talk, so you're talking about like more like redemption and the life lessons. Anything that stuck yeah, out from I that mean, conversation? Yeah, like honestly, like with, with him, he I, I I know him, bro, for a minute. Um, he's, he's a lot like me. Like unless I'm on this podcast, I don't talk a lot. So, um, he his the biggest thing stood out to me is like you can't stop because something stopped you. You can't. Um, let your circumstances stop you from being great and leaving a legacy, because you know Super we're all gonna die. And what do you what do you do? What what did you do? Did you help people? Did you bring people up? And so with him, shout out Star Man, like I can't wait to get your podcast up. Um, him talking about his grandfather. Um, just running things with that, like you know, trying to build off what came before him. Um, but he he told me he he thought he you know, he was gonna he was great at football he was a good um, ball player um, went D one but you know he had hiccups and he had to learn from that you know what I mean and the look like he he ain't never stopped like okay. he never stopped and so that was like kind of the 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 theme I got from him and like being around him I'm like being, just being around all of them guys like I, I knew them but we even hung out since you know just things went down with my other homeboys so. We